Welcome to the podcast of the Modern Witches. We are excited to share with you contents and interviews that will allow you to explore the diversity of spiritual path. The Modern Witches Conference community is creating a sacred container for those witch curious, witch identifying, and magically minded to authentically connect and learn. In this podcast, we are excited to share with you magical interviews of our current and past teachers. You will learn different practices, beliefs, and meet with witches that will encourage you to cultivate and deepen connection with your own practice. So sit back, grab your tea, and enjoy. So welcome. We are here with Angela Mary Magic. So many things and including Modern Witches teacher, FEMC upcoming in October. And I am so just excited. so excited for all of that and so excited to keep, you know, it feels like we're really adding things to a cauldron here today. And so I'm excited to make our own virtual witches brew together through this conversation. Beautiful. And I just want to honor and invoke all the sweet spirits and souls who are tuning in and uh, really being present and engaging with this conversation. So welcome, everyone. And welcome, Angela. I'm so excited to be talking to you today. Thank you so much. I don't know if you could hear. I hope the audio picked up the crow that was calling. I just opened up a window before we got into our little broadcast here. And there's a crow calling wildly in my little cul-de-sac. I love it. I love it. Suburban witchcraft. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> We're all, all doing witchcraft welcome. in our bedrooms now. And I just love it. I love it. And I it's know all of you out there are just cozy in your beds with your little device, just enjoying being witches with us. And so welcome. Yes. Okay. So let's just dive in. I, I would love to ask, you know, when you felt, you know, your, your connection with spirit, um, that moment in your life when you just felt, um, felt that you were in some way having a sacred or spiritual experience in your human body. Yeah. So I don't know if your channel has like a content warning on it. So I will just say like being a witch, you know, for, for all, for all of my life, I'm 55 now, I um, have been through a whole bunch of stuff. So that would include like, um, I've had cancer before I've given birth naturally a couple of times I've had a miscarriage, I've experienced young childhood sexual trauma. There's no undoing that. And I know that I'm so, I'm in so much good company because we witches endure a lot in our bodies. And a lot of us find witchcraft from what we've endured in our bodies, not just the joyful part and the fun part, although that's super abundant as well for we witches. Um, I know, I knew I was a witch when I was three. I had a lot of stuff going on when I was three years old with um, what my family called imaginary friends, but they were real spirits that lived inside of me in a tree that was in my body. And they were um, unclothed, but they weren't naked. 
And so, and they were Duddy and Toto, <laughs> which is so much fun to say their name out loud. I did not see that coming. I love it. And so, um, <laughs> you know, they were always with me going through things that I would go through in my daytime life. So my nighttime life was my safe and happy time in my own home because outside of my home in the daytime, which is supposed to be safe with the sun and everything, it wasn't. So witchcraft and spirit energy tucked me in and kept me safe at night in my own home with my eight brothers and sisters and parents around me. That was what was safe. So it's very, um, it was obvious to me, you know, that it was Mary's presence because Mary was also inside of this tree that lived inside of me. And we went to church a lot. I'm from a big Irish Italian Catholic family. And so uh, we because we there's 11 of us we had to be so organized we sat on the left side of the altar we always knew that's where we would go take up an entire pew and that was at the feet of mary and the mary shrine was there with fresh roses so it's the aroma and the um, knowledge and wisdom and the energy and the plant of genius of roses and Mary and incense and candles where Mary kind of pulled me up from her bare feet because you could see her bare feet in this statue, this full statue. And she kind of pulled me up through her hem and up into the cloak where I just could play. We had to be quiet and I loved that. I loved being able to play with those different sensuous energies of the aroma of plants and incense and, and um, Gregorian chant. And, you know, I don't know, it worked for me. That's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Oh, it, it was gorgeous. I had such a, like a positive experience because both my parents really super worship Mary. And I'm not going to get too much into their story mm -hmm. because witchcraft has always been this real um, concatenation of pleasure and pain for me. I've not gotten off easy and I've had the most glorious ride too. It's both. So I can't, I'm not out here just flying the flag, like be a witch. It's a blast. It is. And it's also, it's my joy and it's my pain, you know, because I've had to endure layers and layers and layers of rejection and also like obsession from other people because of witchcraft, you know? And so, um, it keeps me on the edge of my seat. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. I, I just love to share the beauty and power of witchcraft. I do. And I think you're right. So much, so many of us find witchcraft through our pain and our trauma and um, really needing that. Like, I don't know what the word is, but that, that sense that Mary can give us as an energy of home, yes. like you mentioned. Yeah, totally. So how would you, so how would you define which, and it seems like you're very comfortable using that term. It's something yeah. that you own. Yeah. It's hugely intentional too, because the more I do it, the more it brings me in both realms of joy and pain in pleasure and pain. So I think to claim the name, which is to be 
nature, which is to be change. So witch and change are really the same thing. It's riding those energies that are always unfurling towards available nourishment and light, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I just feel like witch means change and it means honesty because you can run, but you can't hide if you're gonna, and, it, and I'm, I get into this a lot with you, Casey, that idea that we're going to talk about things that are witchy and try to keep it at bay and safe and aesthetic only by calling it witchy. No, witch is different. Witch is uh, ancient and it's future all at the mm -hmm. same time. And it is a much more serious thing. And so it's... Um, I think change is the best thing I can come up with. It's honest change because we're embodying energies and we're experiencing our body in motion, changing through time. And I just, I, I have never found anything but witchcraft that had more of an honest approach to how our body shifts and moves with, you know, the waxing and waning moon and time and energy and trauma and joy. So yeah, witch and change go together, witch and nature go together, but that is a tough one. It's mercurial, it jumps around. It's really hard to define, isn't it? And that's what I love because it's mystery. It's, it's, it's an open space. It's the void where we can explore. So it's whatever our relationship is with being in the dark and not knowing as well, you know? Uh, I hope that didn't just obliterate any kind of idea of rootedness in it because witch is also about root. It's our sexual self. It's our sensuousness. It's how we relate in the world through all the orifices of our body, what we smell, what we see, what we hear, everything that we feel and taste and, and sort of know intuitively, witchcraft has space for all that. So yeah, that honesty, that change, that mystery, that rootedness, that owning our sexuality and our sensuality in all the ways that it shifts and changes all the time, that is witch. Mm. Cornucopia. Yes. Cornucopia. <laughs> yes. All of it. I think it's so interesting because you had me thinking about um, not to go too like a neo-pagan on anyone, but it did remind me of Wicca, Wicca being some people translate as the, the verb to bend. Oh, I've not heard that. Which I find so interesting because yes. we're bending, we're changing, reflecting. Yes. I've, and I'm curious, what do you, what do you make of the term modern witch? Like what is a modern witch to you? I love it simply because it's going to let us face our bullshit because there's a lot of hierarchical bullshit all around us because we're steeped in it. We're brought through it like a veil that rips us into modernity, right? So modern witch helps us, for me at least, face how we can do better, you know, <laughs> face that we can not just build up um, cathedrals of 
oppression that we were raised in that we mm -hmm. understand so deeply. I remember some years ago, there was an article in the New York Times that uh, the byline was, have we reached maximum witch? And I am still having feelings about that byline because trying to um, contain witch is, is not possible. Right. So how can you write about it? How can we experience it? We have to just be there for that change, for how it shifts and and moves and becomes different energy. Um, have we reached maximum, which I cackled and I was frustrated at the same time when I saw that byline, because it's like it's just like this world to try to uh, saber rattle that there's a possibility that there's a, a topping out that there's some kind of a level that you hit and you can't go past. No, no, we're just becoming in this multiverse. We're becoming. And so, yeah, I love Modern Witch so we can look at the ways that we can not uphold systems of oppression. So we can not build more cathedrals and temples of pain. And so we can keep it wild and free not a pyramid whatsoever, much different than that, a rooted foundational experience that always references the soil, the unknown, the darkness, the death that creates new life. The seed has to be buried within. It has to be in the dark to exchange its intellect with the soil. They, they have to be left alone in the dark to share their knowledge and wisdom of what they are with each other and become that new life that then has to burst through violently to make it through the surface and grow towards the sun. The whole thing has to happen mysteriously in the dark. And I love that we witches know that. So no, New York Times, we have not reached maximum witch. Call me, I'll talk to you about it. 100%. I feel like there's like scarcity built into that too or Amen. something like totally yeah yeah and there's a competitive i also yeah it is doesn't it feel old. like pitting witches mm -hmm. against each other vibrations too which it goes on in a very big way we we both see yeah. that in a really big way casey absolutely and it's not about that in it's any way no. you know wild and free Wild and free. I'm curious, since we're on the topic of freedom and wildness, yeah. Um, how how has your you know you spoke a little bit about this, but how has your personal lineage um, shaped your witchcraft, mm -hmm. and what other traditions or lineages have been really influential for you in creating your own witchcraft? Yeah. Well, um, witchcraft was so different in the 80s and the 90s, and even from each other, witchcraft in the 80s and witchcraft in the 90s is, you know, and a lot of stuff went down as the internet was born as well. Um, gosh, let me just try to reference. Well, first of all, I'm raised in a family where there's so many of us kids and there's there's five boys and four girls in my family and the oldest one's born on my dad's 22nd birthday and goes boy girl all the way down the line so it's this really lovely 
fully blended experience. And we, we all have these totally different ideas of who we are. And uh, mama and pops are still alive and very nearby. They just live two miles from me. And so they're always having to kind of face what it is to have a daughter that's an out witch. Um, we've always been super close. And I was their one child that they decided to have. Everything else was what they called God's plan. So the, the Catholic church was the core of our entire life. And that worked for some of us and not for others. I got to be with Mary. It totally worked with, for me. I loved being with nuns too. We had some really cool, like kumbaya type, you know, acoustic guitar type nuns around in the seventies. And that was pretty cool. Um, Mary was always having me collaborate in gardens, in bare feet, in, in cemeteries. And so, and, want, and pushing me to go further and ask more questions and do more. Um, so yeah, the Irish Catholicness was a big, big deal. And then when people got into doing their DNA, we found out what which I was something I always physically knew is that we have a wild amount of like Italian lineage too, and in, in our blood and in our bones in my body. Um, so yeah, uh, I said when I was a little girl back when Duddy and Toto were alive in the tree and Mary inside my body, that I was going to grow up to be an Italian buckle shoe dancer, whatever that is. But everybody knew that. That was just what I said. We had a lot of time and space because we had not a lot of money. And so there wasn't resources, but we had a giant garden in our backyard. So everything was about growing our food and it was something we were proud of. We didn't know we needed to do it. We just did it, right? So lots of storytelling, lots of Celtic storytelling going on in my childhood. And um, when I got into really studying goddesses and witches and witchcraft, uh, my relationship with Sheila Nagig was just like epic because it was so... Um, wonderfully wild and gruesome and and radical with Sheila holding open wildly with very, very spread thighs and knees, her vulva with sometimes snakes entering and exiting her vulva and wild hag hair and everything. I've just I've just loved how far that went. And then the older I got, I'm like, I, that story is stolen from us. We don't even know Sheila. There's just speculation about who she is and why she lives above certain castles and churches in the British Isles, particularly in Ireland. We don't even know our own story, which I find just fascinating, exciting, hideous. Um, yeah, so witchcraft keeps me, you know, pulled in, um, excited and, and wanting to scream at the wind to how are our stories stolen like this? And so, yeah, um, I don't really have to look too far um, outside of myself. Although in the nineties, there was a lot of super appropriative shit going on all around me and uh, everybody developing their mystery schools with, you know, like 
pamphlets and books that they could make copies of at Kinko's and stuff like right before the internet, there was a lot of mystery schools around with a whole bunch of tantric practices, like a lot of Hindu borrowing and a lot of like indigenous borrowing and stuff like that. And I looked into a couple of different mystery schools and they just out and out said straight to your face, if you're planning on becoming a mother, it's not the right time for you to take the priestess path. And I just thought to myself, what the fuck are they talking about? This is, this is my body. How am I going to be separate from this vessel in any experience, no matter what I decide to do with it? So I, I just had to keep that solo journey towards all those exciting and maddening mysteries that like, for instance, Sheila Nagig offers me. I don't know. That was a lot of information all at once, but I think I, I think I contained that question. I think I did. Right. Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. I'm curious too. I mean, there's so much symbol that we can find in our own lives and our own is um, just by to really find those symbols, you know, in your backyard and in, in your family unit. And that's yeah. a really beautiful reminder for folks. Yeah, we had a kick wheel for ceramics in our backyard that my family literally physically built. And so we would just sit there kicking the kick wheel, whether we were like throwing clay or not. I wasn't that into the clay, but I loved moving that spinning wheel and just being mesmerized by it. And it was right next to, like it was all held down with bricks and stuff and it wobbled and, you know, it was just um, a very earthy childhood. Um, and I know that you know this, Casey, but I'm developing like a really small collection of cards that are called Altaloon Sensual Oracle yeah. cards right now that are about my dance with Sheila Nagig. And I'll just show you this shape that's developed right now um, that I'm looking into, you know, because of Sheila and my love of stick and poke tattoos and, and the tarot of Leonora Carrington. This is the same shape of the tarot of Leonora mm -hmm. Carrington, but that Sheila Nagig shape is just coming to life right now. And um, I'm working with someone who's amazing. I wish I could mention right now, but we're just getting our contract together, but I'm just creating some gorgeous pieces of ceramic that are with um, English and Irish clay that will be Sheila Nagig vessels. So by the time this comes out, maybe they'll be developed a little further, but that Sheila shape of the vulva with fingers, four fingers holding them open and this serpent that I'm calling Altaloon. I'm in this big mysterious experience with, with these sensuality cards that are about really embodying your definitions, your experiences with your own sexuality. And that includes asexuality. It doesn't have to be like always climactic and orgasmic. But yeah, I just, for me, I don't really need to look into other cultures. There's plenty that's been stolen from me that I'm trying to remember just in this form. I, I'm always feeling like I don't have enough time to look into the things that, you know, I, I have in my own bones. Beautiful. 
Oh, I cannot wait for those ceramics. I'm freaking out. I, I'm, I wow. can't wait to show you what's developing right now. Yeah. And you know, through modern witches, Casey, you and I have been talking, you've been so wonderful to like celebrate my wild journey and hold space for it that COVID travel willing, I'll be taking a bit of a journey in three enactments, a triptych, a love triangle of spells through the modern witches coven, whom I just adore. And I'm an active member of that coven. I'll be taking a physical journey to three locations. And one of them I'm hoping and praying is the Kilpeck Castle in Wales, UK in September mm -hmm. that I'll be able to live stream broadcast from Sheila and a gig themselves that's adorned above the St. Mary's and St. David Chapel Church that's oh. right there at the castle. That's what I'm praying happens. I just have the sense that it's going to happen. Oh, I can totally see it. And I have Me to too. ask, I have to ask about the snake because instantly when you started talking yeah. about your time with Mary, um, there's been this lingering question for me because on a lot of old Mary statuary, there's always a snake under her foot mm -hmm. or oftentimes. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I think that's so gorgeous. And I'm wondering if you have any thoughts on like Mary snakes and your relationship with snake. Well, I'm born in the year of the snake and oh. for, you know, which I celebrate so much right now because we're in a time, especially in California, where both of us are, where there's been intense violence against Asian American and Pacific Islanders. And for me to be able to like proudly, happily talk about the Chinese year that I was born in and just be in a white middle-aged body celebrating ancient practices and not allowing us to take the edges off of other people's cultural experiences. I'm so, so excited to be in my dance, in my relationship with being a year of the snake witch. Um, snakes are so many different things, you know, celebrated and feared. And, um, you know, there's a big relationship with Mary Magdalene and serpents too. And I just, I'm Angela Mary, as you know, a lot of people somehow think that my name is Mary, but my first name is Angela. My middle name is Mary. Um, part of this is I'm having fun. My tarot deck is Moon Baby Magic Tarot. And uh, it's a flip book because there's so much stress in the world. I love to have a toy to kind of finger and noodle, you know, in life and mm. return to my physical form. And when you flip my tarot deck, it shows the lunar phases in a flip book like a kid would make, um, like almost 10 times. Well, Alta Loon Oracle cards, the backs flip like a flip book and the front does. So you get to see Altaloon have this sexy journey all around this vulva shape, which very much wow. has that lunar phase in the center that is meant to be that button that looks like, you know, part of our sexual self, my sexual self as a femme. And this forbidden creature serpent will physically move all around the Sheila shape. So it's the dance between Sheila and Altaloon, which I can only play in because like I keep saying, it's been stolen from us. We don't know 
what that journey is. We only know the um, hierarchical uh, fables that were told to us, and in my opinion, to create fear in us of mm -hmm. our own pleasure, fear of how we regenerate like a, a serpent, fear of tasting the fruits in the garden, you know, of perfection, and that that would somehow change the world in a bad way. And it would be all of we witches fault in our nudity, in our temptation to nourish ourselves with apples and listen to the energy of a serpent sharing their wisdom with us. I'm, I'm interested in that, but I've only to be in my innocence, in my childlike innocence and create a flip book and, and take all this fear away from it and let it be a joyful dance and let it be something that I'm moving towards that makes me um, free from all of those forbidden places that are mired in fear to, to control me. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I, if I could, you know, I have a core quote that I'm working with right now that I'd love to share with you. And it's the embodiment of the, um, my witchcraft right now. As a person who's endured a lot of things and celebrated lots of things, I acknowledge the incredible privilege that I hold in my white middle-aged suburban body. I have a lot of, lot of privilege and I know that. And yet I'm both, I'm oppressed and the oppressor. So it's always slowing down and having like incantations and quotes and um, folks with mastery around me that I can learn with and from to slow down. So I don't just come on in with my privilege and just trample everything, right? So the quote that I'm working with now is a quote that was written in um, Audre Lorde's diary when they were dying of cancer. And um, they had some years to go and they didn't know how many. And this quote is so beautiful. So if I can share, I would love to. Please. Audre Lorde said, I want to live the rest of my life however long or short, with as much sweetness as I can decently manage, loving all the people I love and doing as much as I can of the work I still have to do. I'm going to write fire until it comes out of my ears, my eyes, my nose holes, everywhere, until it's every breath I breathe, I'm going to go out like a fucking meteor. Love that so much. Chills. I know, I know. To have that kind of um, choice, to, to, to be tempted by the choice and to choose it, not to go lightly, not to go quietly. I just love that so much. So keeping it weird as much as I can in witchcraft and enduring what that brings to me and also, you know, have, tasting the fruits and loving the gifts. I spend my, all of my days with witches and I, I love that. Mm, it's the best. Totally. We're so lucky to be able to connect in this way now as well. Yeah. You know? I, know, I know it's, that's its own magic, right? Truly. The pandemic and giveth you just, and taketh away. Yes. So many strange silver linings to this odd time we're all existing very twisted. through. Very twisted. 
you know, you just gave us such a beautiful token of wisdom in that quote. And I'm wondering, because I get this question a lot from folks in our community, folks who are seeking answers on their path or seeking, seeking guidance, um, especially those who might feel like lost on the journey. And I'm wondering if you have any guidance, um, advice to someone who might feel a little bit lost in their witchcraft. Oh my goodness. Well, you're not alone. I think getting lost and being lost is the point because of the wisdom that happens in the dark. Do your shadow work. Make sure you vet your teachers and return to your animal body, return to your animal form. I love how Audrey Lord talked about um, their eyes and their ears and their nose holes. I referenced the orifices of the body already and allowing that to not be forbidden, allowing all of the softness of our body. We're liquid form, we just are. Um, these pores, everything lets in information and everything is emitting information too. Take a lot of time to rest if you feel lost on your witchcraft path. That could be just the idea that there's a singular goal or place that you're working your way towards. Um, maybe letting go of that's hard. Maybe there's sorrow in that. Maybe you were raised with this idea that there was one party that you're praying to get to after you die. And, um, and letting go of that idea that there's just that one place that people get to go or that other place that people have to go if they were either bad or good. Let this experience of witchcraft not have a binary. It's a non-binary experience and it's unfurling towards available light and nourishment. So get a lot of rest. Let it be pleasurable too. Um, yeah, drink lots of witches brew. Find out what you like. Explore. Keep it weird. Keep it weird. Don't wait till you're 55. Mm. Yes, I'm you just said witches brew, and I'm gonna take a sip of my and drink Good. water, hydrate. Good. Yummy. Let's do it. That's the simple swallow spell. When we were talking about if there's anything I had to share with community, it's the intention that I place with my breath, with striking the wooden match and lighting our candle, and then setting my intention quietly on my tongue, raising the brew to the lips, and holding your witch's brew in your mouth with that code that you've placed on your tongue of your intention for just this moment, and allowing it to travel to everywhere in your body. And then your body will distribute it and disseminate it into, into the world. And drinking three times, letting yourself be uh, delighted by throat gurgles and nose buzzes and whistles and, and silly little creaks and cracks that your body makes. Learning to truly love your animal body, I think, is the most important core witchcraft that there is. And just doing it really simply by just swallowing. You don't even have to have witch's brew to do a swallowing spell. 
I have the experience of folks reaching out to me because on my YouTube channel, I put my PO box and somehow there's a trickle of folks uh, that are incarcerated reaching out to me. And I am moved to create utter simplicity in my spell work in every way that I can. So it's accessible, even if you're in some carceral harmful situation where you're unable to have any kind of tools, your body is the only tool you need. So cheers to that. Mm, just love the way your body makes sounds. It interacts with air and interacts with uh, liquid. Love it. Drink in threes because come on, we're witches. We love the number three. And know now that your intention is moving in the world exactly the way it's supposed to. Such a good reminder in this age of modern witchcraft, where it so seems like it's being repackaged and sold to us. Blessed that be. our body is here. Yes, blessed be. And it's complex too, because we both are creators of spiritual tools. And so those tools do physically sustain us. This is not casual. I could have stayed a salon owner and a hairdresser. I had to answer the call of the wild to do this work. And it just became impossible for me to do both. And I chose mm -hmm. pleasure. I chose the truth of myself that I truly believe that um, creating ethical and sustainable magic is what's needed in the world. And so there's complexity in receiving funds for witchcraft. There's complexity in it and you got to go slow and really know that you are doing the best that you can to create ethical and sustainable magic. I think most of the folks that are attracted at this point to the experience in modern witches at least wonder what it would be like to be a physical working witch. I, I just think that this is a very foundational time where a lot of folks want to be working witches as their business. And so um, I, I remind folks to just enjoy going nice and slow and keep it simple. Mm, that's such good advice, especially because like you said, it's so complex and especially for someone who has a lot of privilege in this, in this lifetime, yeah. you know, moving slowly, like you mentioned before is, is one of the most important things yeah. that we can do. Totally. And, and truly, truly amplifying the works of witches that are marginalized in, and even more because they're black, brown, indigenous folks of color, you know, disabled, um, have any, any number of lack of privilege that I have, they're going straight to the front and they're, they, I'm holding the door for them. And that's, I, I believe that I can function and receive funds ethically to hold that space. I've learned a great deal from working with uh, modern witches too. I love how you listen. I love the way you hold space. And I know that, you know, no, without a single doubt, I will make 
tremendous mistakes. You can run, but you can't hide. There's no way to say, I'm going to wait for five years before I jump in and make that dream come true of, of creating more ethical and sustainable magic. You, you will face it in your witchcraft if you're not already doing work that has more of a reparational style work, amplifies the work of witches of color, queer witches, disabled witches, you, you can run, but you can't hide, you know, it, it, you, you can't wait to create ethical and sustainable magic. It has to be now. That's absolutely right. And it's not easy. No, it's not. And you will, yeah, you will make mistakes. I've made plenty of mistakes and it's the key is listening, listening and really integrating the advice and the call outs and whatever mm -hmm. might come your way. Mm -hmm. um, and really just taking that in that's energy that needs to be integrated yeah, uh, so that you can change witchcraft yeah. change. Exactly. Mystery growing in the dark yielding. Mm -hmm. Actually, there's that word yield too, that, that comes up and I like the word bend and yield kind of can dance together too, as witch. Um, I hadn't heard that before, that translation of witch to bend. I love that. Um, but yielding is what the seed and the soil both do as they're in that mysterious dance of sharing what they know, but amplifying what with, you know, what the other knowledge is of the seed and the soil. So there's a yield, there's a huge yield and yielding means slowing. Right. Hmm. Yes, I'm feeling like um, this is such a time of slowing. The time we're actually recording this this interview during Mercury retrograde, and so there seems to be this like slow um, message bubbling to the surface, um, as well as the, the summer. The summer is such a time of for me. It feels like putting putting my my fire on simmer. <laughs> and just like letting things come together in their own time. Yes. And that feels like a really nice thing. And that's all I want to do. I wonder about yeah. how I drive myself so hard. And and there's that crow cawing again. I hope the audio picked that up because I just talk about getting called out and called in. Um, yeah, this time, because we're also recording this in the true, true heart of eclipse season. And there's this unbelievable like wonkiness that feels like it's above ground. And literally I need to hit the deck and I need to be like prone as much as possible to receive the right way to slither across the surface. Do you know what I mean? I can't be up and out here right now. It's just too, too much. It's a lot of energy right now. And of course, you know, talk about slowing down. Of course, my literal transmission broke. So I literally had a car stop working while my teenage driver was learning to drive. So we got to do all that like on Pacific Coast Highway. Wow. With the whole entire ocean right there. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, um, <laughs> it's so literal right now. It's like, sit down lady. And that's my intention <laughs> for all of hot witch summer too. I just did this like massive, like, um, 12 enactment PDF for, um, sea grape apothecary. I'm finishing the triptych of spells and a lot of folks that are, 
um, tied in with the fabulous modern witches coven were there for the center, the second of the sensuous transfiguration through pleasure magic spells. Well, they're ending at Seagrape Apothecary this coming up weekend. And there's this 12 enactment PDF that folks will get that come to um, the Hot Witch Summer workshop that I'm doing that will carry us through summer. And it was like, it is such a slow magic uh, document <laughs> of like, watch grass grow and drink these overly complicated witches brews that take time to create. You know you want to anyways. That's kind of the theme of it. You know, hot witch summer means you're absorbing that heat like that serpent in the sun and just enjoying it. And that goes for folks on both hemispheres too. Hot witch summer is inside. Yes. Oh my gosh, this absolutely. I feel like this is uh this episode is going to be some kind of oracle. All of our interviews will probably be some kind of oracle for folks to tune in and totally receive what they need. I'm so happy you're doing this, Casey. It's a lot of energy, you know, we're talking about YouTube and I love YouTube. I love having a YouTube channel. I barely even scratch the surface of what can be done on my channel, but it's a search engine. It's different than other applications that can be just snatched away from us. Yes, this can be snatched away from us too, but this is a little bit more sustainable. So I'm really excited you're here. Welcome to YouTube. This is just so, so exciting. Oh, thank you. It feels so good to be initiating this process with you as well. Oh, and um, I'm just so excited for folks to continue learning from you as well. And um, happy to be in, happy to be announcing that you're going to be our FEMC for oh I'm so influence in it's going to be such a party. It is Halloween weekend. In all of its glory and all of its gory, I mean, it, it's everything. I'm very into adornment magic because of my beauty background. I was a teenage hairdresser and kept, I still have an active license. And so we will have some ways of embodying magic at the Witches Confluence this year. So come see me at Witch Wayfinding and some other cool things that we're brewing up. And there'll be ways that we can adorn ourselves and connect with our body, with our physical form as witches. And I'm really excited about it. Oh, cannot wait. This I feel like summertime for me. I'm just simmering and also dreaming about October. So totally <laughs> happy to be dreaming into that with you. Oh, me too, Casey. Do you want it? Do you want to share where folks can find you and support you and any upcoming projects you want to shout out? Thanks. Um, thank you. Yes, I am happy to be a working witch, happy to be creating ways, even though there is complexity and discomfort with it, creating ways that I can sustain myself and my family with my magic and the number one thing that I'm super into now is writing little love notes that go straight to your inbox. So you can easily find that uh, on all my socials. I'm active on my YouTube channel. I've got a worldwide coven that I tend there. We have a broadcast that's live stream every Friday at 12.30 p.m. Pacific. That's been going on for years. 
uh, we call in the corners. It is sacred space that we create. We're, you know, between the worlds. We're behind the veils, creating work together. We have a lot of fun pulling tarot. I've got my final print run of Moon Baby Magic Tarot in the works right now that'll be shipping in October. And I'll have some of those available um, for purchase at Witch's Confluence. I'm really proud that I was able to create that in this Altaloon collection campaign that I did outside of Kickstarter so I could create a BIPOC sliding scale, which I just reached the ability to create those decks at 50% off for folks of color. So I'm leaving that portal open for the sliding scale for black, brown, indigenous and people of color. And I'm, I'm just so excited that that worked out. That was created in community for community. It's really challenging to do that outside of those other platforms that amplify you. So um, the main way that I'm communicating with folks now that I think is sustainable is in these love notes. So subscribe to my newsletter. It's, it says love notes in my link tree on Instagram and over in the about page on my YouTube channel. I would love and appreciate if you subscribe to my YouTube channel where that's where it's really developing for me. I have some other things that are cooking right now too that I really love directly communicating with you. And I'm loving it. People are like responding in this really cool way to my love notes. They're writing me back. So I'm having these like email happy love affairs. Now I'm crushing all over the place. I have so many crushes right now, Casey. So uh -huh. many witch crushes. That's the witch crutches are the best crushes. Big time. I know for real. So yeah. Um, thank you so much for inviting me on. And like I said before, welcome to YouTube where you're so welcome. Um, take the time because this a search engine's a lot of energy. You'll feel it right away mm -hmm. and just enjoy. There's so much room for you here, honey. Thank you. I'm so excited to figure it out. Like weave webs with YouTube witches. Yeah. Um, in this new space and, and also to connect with all of our viewers and our audience in this fun way. So totally, I will put all your links into our comment space Thank and make you. sure people know how to find you. And we'd love to hear from everyone. If you have questions on, on the video. Oh, thanks so much. And I hope I get to see everybody on the live streams that I'm going to be creating with Modern Witches in June, September, and November. They'll be in three different locations. And I know that by the time this broadcast is up, they'll probably be out. But we'll be working with sand at the beach as a, a core, core element of your witchcraft with our ancestral blood magic at Kilpeck Castle in Wales, UK, COVID willing. And then at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery, of course, you know, we're going to be working with sacred dirt and a witch's mm. brew. Wow. I am so excited for all of those things um, and, and all the, the magic that we can brew together. Thank you yeah, so much, I'm Angela. Excited. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Good to see you. Hit those comments and likes so we can feel your energy.